Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in this morning. Yes, it's the Declaration Podcast AM edition. Good morning, Declaration Podcast peoples. It is currently 7.05 a.m. I am getting up to record this episode with Devin on this Tuesday. How's everyone doing today? Let's say a special good morning to Patreon. Over in the squad, we have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan and Matt Nath at Matt Nath. Thank you guys so much. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Quick little fact for you. 120,000 square kilometers of tropical forests were lost in 2018. Now, to put that in perspective, that's about 30 soccer fields worth. And that doesn't include the forest that was on fire this year. And those forests accounted for like, what, 11% of the carbon emissions that were being released back into the atmosphere. So, yeah, carbon emissions are real. And the deforestation of these tropical rainforests and just the, the amazing thing that trees do for our planet is taking a toll. Mason Tim at the Bearded Bear 95 and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V Antonoff. Thank y'all so much. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. For the mental health check this week, I failed sober October. Yes, boo. Shame. You should get the like the shame bell from Game of Thrones out. Um yeah, I went to Liverpool this last weekend for another Friendsgiving, and I made the decision to fold for a day and try to enjoy. I did. It was it was fun to, you know, hang out with my friends and just have a good time. But it wasn't worth it if, you know, because the wake up the next day, I'm like, ugh. <sighs> I made a commitment and I didn't stick through it. So I was feeling a bit of shame, a bit of just regret. I still enjoyed it, but still, just wasn't wasn't what you wanted it to be. But then I realized I had a choice. I could either try and cover it up because, hell, only a couple people saw. They're not going to tell anyone. I could just put on a fake face of the podcast and say I got through it. Or I could be Ty Declare and be honest and be open and talk through it and look for the lesson in it all because we've all done stuff that uh, we regret and yeah so one of the biggest things that I kind of took from it was when you know you take your time and not drink or whatever it is all the time you enjoy it and it's great and like you can connect with people you're sociable and you have a good time but when you do it Day after day after day after day after day after day, you start to doubt yourself. And this kind of voice in the back of your head can creep in. Oh my God, do I have a problem? What's going on? I don't like this. I I wish I could stop, but it's so good. But I want to stop, but it's so good, but I want to stop. And that little self-doubt, that self-nagging, that creeps into our everyday lives. And if you remember back to, I think it was episode eight on flow, when we doubt our abilities or we don't have confidence going into something, 
we're predisposed to either depression or anxiety. And yeah, I can see that. If I, let's say, smoked weed two days in a row, I would start to have that doubt nagging in the back of my head. And that carry, that anxiety just carries into every decision of my day. And then it's, uh, it's like a backpack you want to take off, but you just can't. So that was my big takeaway was with Sober October was just a, hey, use these things for what they're meant to be, which is a celebration, a get together, a, a time in your life. It's not everything and it should not be everything. Like Joe Rogan says, you don't want to be high all the time. It's not fun. Yeah, so that's that. <laughs> Other than that, I'm in pretty good spirits. I have good energy. I'm just chasing some new goals. Um, really enjoying my new work. I can't say enough about the rest of my life. I'm really having a good week. And I'm focusing a lot on you know, keeping the animal in the cage, keeping that manic energy under control so it's not a high-low, high-low, but just trying to, trying to stay balanced. And I think I'm doing a decent job so far. Um, for the first time in my life, I have a job where I want to get back in the office, which is weird. So, uh, hopefully that continues. Mm, yeah. So this week on the show, this morning on the show, we have Devin Nickel. Devin. Oh, he's a wonderful friend of mine. Sorry. I've just had a coffee burp. Um, his is uh yeah, very unedited. <laughs> Devin is a great friend of mine. He is a teacher and he's just one of those people who, you know, you can't help but smile when you're around. Um, I, I, I love that fact that I met Devin. Um, yeah, just he's a great guy, and I know that'll come through in the show. So let's get started. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to the show and review it if you can. It will help a lot. Head on over to Patreon to support the show directly. Tell a friend all that good stuff. Hope you have a great week. Hope you're crushing your goals. If you're doing the sober October, you can do it. Don't don't be like Ty. Finish it off strong. Uh, next week, uh, not next week, the week, like two weeks from now, I'm going to have Caleb back on the show to discuss sober October and do a big recap. And yeah, it'll be fun. So tune in then. But until then, let's get it started. Please welcome Devin Nickel. Hey, what's up, brother? How's it going, man? Oh, take a big swig of coffee as soon as I ask the question. Right on. Going? It's going good, man. It's going good. Uh, yeah, Devin's currently coming at us live from Starbucks. Uh, what's the view on the scene there? Uh, it's empty. I was the first person here today. Um, it's me and one other person <laughs> holding down the fort. <laughs> Sup? What's up to the other person? What's up, man? <laughs> Yeah, so we finally got Devin on. Uh, we had your brother T Snitch on yeah. before. Uh, that was a great little interview. So you have a lot to live up to. I know. I got a, I got a big follow up here coming. You know, uh, he set the bar pretty high. Uh, yeah. You know, so I figured I have to, you know, give my piece, my side of the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It's, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So I guess just before we get started, like, how was your week? How was your weekend? I know you just had your birthday. So happy yeah, birthday. Thanks, man. Thank you. It was good. Um, it's, it's funny, like the older I find the older I get, the more birthdays are more um, like what you want to do kind of thing. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, you don't people throw you this giant party and stuff. And like the older you're like, you know, I just want to want to chill out and play some. I played Scrabble for like three hours. You know what I mean? Like, just like, just like, it's chill, you know, it's fun for me. For me, birthdays are always kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't like being very outward. Like it's my birthday, pay attention to me, but it's kind of just like, it's an, it's another day. It's nice. It's special. And the people you share with are great. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think growing up is like, you learn what you don't like and you learn yeah. what people you don't like. <laughs> it's like you yeah. just slowly pair that stuff well, out. We went to uh, Jack Astor's for lunch because we were TD place, you know, and uh, my brother and girlfriend were saying, uh, do you want like the free dessert? And But we saw someone else's birthday and they got like a sparkler. They sang them the song. I was like, if you can get me the dessert without all that stuff, go for it. Cause I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. Like I feel bad for that. You know what I mean? Like happy, happy birthday. It's a birthday. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they told, like they told me when they, they gave me the dessert, they're like, thank you. Like, we don't want to do that either. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, that's just, you know, that's oh. just me. <laughs> I never thought about it from that side of it. Like that yeah. must be so annoying to do. You're like, I know I'm annoying every other person in this restaurant and you probably don't even want this, no, but have you have it. some, yeah dick friends yeah exactly (laughs) we went to a restaurant a couple weekends ago where like i think it was four three or four birthdays in one night and i was like first i was like okay by the fourth one i was like this is it's every time like they gotta sing this every time like that must yeah i don't know that's on me (laughs) yeah just oh my goodness yeah Yeah. well good on you for uh making their lives easier trying (laughs) yeah (laughs) so big two eight right yeah it's big 28 it's it's funny because i redoing my passport and you have the option, you know, the five, five years or the 10 years. And then Phoebe turned to me and she's like, Oh, so like if you get the 10 years, you can renew it when you're 40. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, it's all kind of like you're closer to 30, but you're still in your twenties. It's that, it's that middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 28 is probably a great time to lock in that passport photo. Because when 38 rolls around, you don't know if the marble's still going to be pristine. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing, right? Like, I'm looking at my old one, and I have no, well, no glasses, obviously. My hair is doing something strange. It's very slick. Mm-hmm. There's no beard. I look yeah. I look 12, basically. Yeah. You know, it's very different. But yeah, this is my favorite iteration of Devin. You know what, <laughs> what I'm, I'm seeing right now? It's, uh, I'm growing out my hair. Like, I'm. I'm trying to go for that last, like, I'm going to grow my hair out and I want it to look sick. But yeah, the way my hair has been cut for the, like, ever, it is going to take so long. And it's also the most, like, it grows straight out because it's so fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's going to be a brutal couple months. And I'm already, like, I just want to cut it, but I'm too far in now. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a painful process, but hopefully it looks really good at hockey. That's all that matters. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't think I've seen you wear or try to rock a look that you haven't killed. So there's that. Yeah, that's the thing. I I was thinking about this the other day because I, for me to grow my hair out is like a like obviously when I was younger and in my like 
emo kid phase, long hair, the swoop, you know, that was whatever. But now it's like, you're an adult, you know, yeah. like I go to work, I go to school. I'm like, do I want to be the long hair guy? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, simple answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll see what it looks. And then if it's terrible, I just cut it off. It's not a big deal. So yeah. if it's terrible, just bring back the swoop. See what I happens. mean. It's, it's coming back in style pretty quick. So it could happen. It's possible. Yeah. They call me Devin Rar Nickel. Uh, I don't even. I don't even think I had a MySpace name. I think I, I definitely <laughs> had a MySpace, but it was kind of that cusp right before Facebook kind of right. came out. So I didn't really get the full. I, I used it for music. That was about it. I remember That's finding um, LMFAO on there. Like seriously, yeah, they were like just just starting, and I was like, this is. It was really. It was really different though. It was like mm. almost like Hollywood undead kind of stuff, like really huh. aggressive. If I remember correctly, that might be me just mixing it up. But it's fair, yeah. I'm I'm just picturing something terrible, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess it could be. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So um, you're a teacher. What's that? Yeah, like? quote quote unquote. Um, so it's, yeah. it's interesting because right now I'm kind of. I did ECE work for so long. I've done it for 10 years now. And uh, I decided to go back to school. I've been in school for about 10 years. I did my ECE. I did three years at Carleton. Somehow didn't work out due to funding. And then uh, kind of took like a year of just kind of, what do I want to do next? ECE great, is great work. I love it. Working with kids, working with families is wonderful. But at the end of the day, you have to say, can I do this for the rest of my life sustainably? Can I, can I advance in my career? What, mm -hmm. what do I have to give that other people don't have? You know what I mean? And so yeah, absolutely. I, could, I could see myself working in a classroom for the rest of my life for sure. No problem. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. But I think at this point, I'm kind of, while I'm still in that like 20 to 30 range, I want to equip myself with enough skills and kind of differentiate myself from, yeah. you know, not the people around me, but, you know, my peers. And ultimately, people compete for the same job, you know? So that's yeah. what it comes down to. Um, so I'm in school right now doing my Bachelor of Early Learning and Community Studies. So it's a little different. You can work with, like, I'm doing a placement uh, at a community oh. center. So I'm working with families more so than just children. Um, okay. And that's kind of cool. It's kind of different. It's getting a bit of a different lens on what the education realm has to offer certain people. Um, right. So that's, that's interesting. And I'm also kind of looking into teaching at college level, at a college mm -hmm. level. Um, it's, it's tricky because you need certain degrees and stuff but i think the one that i'm currently getting would allow me to go to that level because i think at the end of the day as long as i'm influencing education or helping people learn or do better i think that's all i can really hope for yeah it for me it doesn't really matter the age group or whatever as long as, as long as people are getting better you know yeah yeah are they are they pounding meat over there? Yeah, I think they're grinding the beans or something. It's uh, <laughs> it's early morning here at Starbucks. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's, uh, it reminds me a lot of like with football specific training versus sure. just general training. Yeah. Like those, like, especially in early childhood sports, don't just put your kid uh, into one sport and think that's going to give them the most well-rounded no, life. No, no, it's no. give them as many experiences as they can, as many different facets yeah. to build like a whole well-rounded approach. Um, yeah. I can only probably imagine the same thing for yourself. I mean, you're in your twenties still like yeah. get as much experience no, as you can while you can. For sure. And that's the thing I did. Um, it's been kind of good doing this, this program. It's, there's been a lot of headaches with it because trying to go to school full time, trying to work full time is a nightmare. Um, but you take these placements and you take these internships um, and you get to try these. Like I taught a four high school classes last semester. And for someone who's only probably spoken to about grade six or seven or eights at the highest, you go to high school and it is totally different. And right then I was kind of like, I don't think I ever want to work in high school. Yeah. It's kind of, there's a lot of things I would fix about the system itself. Right? Like if mm -hmm. I was ultimately like, if I could have a magic wand and fix all these things, obviously, but I think you, you try your hand at a bunch of different things and you got to ask yourself, like, do I enjoy this? Could I do this every day? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think I've, I've kind of touched my toe with kind of, I've done privatized childcare. I've done the school board. I've done EA work. I've done, um, I've, you know, four high school classes isn't a lot, but you know, it's you try it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, they're saying going back to sports. Like if you're only playing soccer, you might only be good at soccer and you might hate it when you get when you're 15 and then never do any other sport right but if you do soccer maybe a little bit of hockey maybe a little basketball you know you might gravitate more to something later on yeah and you'll probably become a better soccer player just from trying other things yeah too. and like your hand eye is going to come into play right like i Absolutely, yeah. when i was a kid i always in the winter i'd play on my rink in my backyard i'd shoot pucks at the net for hours but in the summer, I would just have a tennis ball and just throw it at the wall for like probably three hours a night or kick the soccer ball. Just right. repetition, you know? I didn't realize it until recently what I was doing, but it's getting that hand-eye coordination. So if I go to hockey now and I kick the puck up to my stick, it's that skill that I learned when I was like 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's practicing those little things and like it's creating that well-rounded kind of skill set. You know, mm. and I think it's kind of you know, people tell you be good at one thing and be really good at it, which is fine. You can do that. But I think, you know, if you have the ability to put, let's say skill points, if you put 10 skill points into 10 different categories, instead of a hundred into one, then you might be better off, you know? I, I love the analogy. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Quick, quick, like video game ref. I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that like you would, change parts of the system like especially with high school yeah you don't have to be like super specific but right, like what did sure. you have in mind so what i have to do for my class is i have to do an honors paper and i think what i'm going to do it on is kind of the current educational system and why is it designed the way it is now so you look at education it was made hundreds of years ago it's an old, almost Victorian model. You sit at a desk all day, you write, 
you it's rote memorization and you're seeing this this shift right now i find at least in my personal experience where kids are so well equipped to learn on their own now that we don't need to stand there and say like here's the way it is you can guide them towards that knowledge but you know with the internet social media cell phones all that stuff they could literally google anything we tell them and learn it themselves and i think it's kind of finding a way of marrying those two ideas together to try and create more of like a harmonious relationship where it's not just like listen to what i tell you and if you don't do it word for word then you're going to fail because i don't think that's a very productive or informative way of teaching personally like i think it's very like you have to give and take and there has yeah. to be like there has to be room for failure that that's that's a part of learning you can't learn unless you fail i mean that's kind of like right. a weird doesn't have to be that way but it's but part it, it's of such a great teacher it, yeah you know that's the thing that's the way you learn the most like what didn't work like i did yeah. i did a science experiment with my class last week and it actually didn't work like it was this, this can or something is supposed to come back to us and it didn't work and they're like oh it, that's that sucks it doesn't work i said yeah but we're gonna try it again next week and figure out why it didn't work mm-hmm. and one of the kids actually looked it up on like i was saying he looked it up online and he found out why our coin wasn't heavy enough to pull it back. Oh, so it's okay. it's kind of getting, you know, like back to what I was saying with the educational model. It's very designed like math, science, this, this. It's very segregated. It's very, mm. but like we have the ability now to be so immersed in like three different things at once. So yeah. it's kind of, I just, I just would like to shift how it's designed, I think. From like a sit down, write this stuff, give it back to me. You know, it's just more like, mm-hmm. get, I guess, give and take and more interaction between student and teacher. Because yeah. I, I, you know, ultimately, if I end up working in a school board or something like that, like I would love that. I think it's great, but yeah. it's how. And like you think of, you think of like the ideal student is someone who is taking the initiative on their own to learn this stuff. Yeah. And like you think about preparing kids for the future, or even just for college right. or university, it's the person who will go and learn this stuff on their own right. and make that important to them that usually succeed. Yeah. But like in the current system, it's like, do what I say, memorize what I say. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you're good. And yeah. what I say is important, not what you think is important. Like it's like maybe yeah. that's a little crude, no, but no, like for it's, sure. yeah. And you know what? That's what, that's what I kind of found university to be like two you know you take this random elective that's i think one one year i took um i took a course on death it was kind of like dark to have like in a morning classroom but like it was interesting um and i was thinking about it recently (laughs) it's yeah uh, yeah, like have a class as dark as my coffee yeah and i you know you go in and you memorize for weeks about this like burial ritual which was super interesting but i couldn't even tell you about it now you know what i mean you cram and cram and cram all this information and ultimately did i learn something i think so i could probably if i saw it now i would tell you what it is but i i just want to 
There needs to be more interaction at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. There needs to be more learning and hands-on, like going from, say, what college, university, back to college. There's such a difference, you know, like in my college Mm -hmm. courses, we're doing group work and we're actually going to these centers and these places and we're learning about how they actually work. When I was, um, I think it was in high school, one of my English teachers told me the difference between university and college was college, you see an apple on a table and you go pick it up. But university is you're sitting back and watching someone else pick up the apple and write why they're picking up the apple. So mm. that kind of always stuck with me in a way. It's kind of the approach, right? Where I found college yeah. a bit more hands-on. And I think I've always yeah. benefited from that more. Like, I know how to do this. Just let me do it kind of thing. Let me prove to you that I can do it, right? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And those are the skills that will actually help the students in the quote-unquote real world. For sure is the ones that like let them take the reins and be hands-on with it yeah but like like you think about high school like a lot of kids don't go to university and there's kind of a shift away from higher education these days because of the astronomic cost and all that what are we teaching these kids for the workforce is you know don't don't go over the top just do what i say and then that's good enough i mean you know everyone has their own their own past and stuff and that's fine but I just, yeah. I want people to have the option. You know, I want oh, them yeah. to have the ability to say, what do I want to do and how am I going to do it? You know, I think ultimately yeah. empowering people and um, enabling them to be what they want to be is the, the biggest thing you can do for somebody. You know, as a Let them make it their own. Yeah, allow them the, the power of choice with without them realizing it's a choice is really important. You know, I think yeah. uh, you can provide all the tools for somebody and then they have to decide whether or not to take to take that choice or, you know, it's that's what I've kind of like working in more of like a uh, like the community aspect that I've been working in lately. It's kind of nice to have that like different role. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you do that? How do you present a choice and like not make it seem like you're presenting a choice? So what do I do if I was to. Um, design an activity. You design it in a way. Um, so what I what I usually do is I start with their interests. So if uh, a student is showing an interest in music, so I would present two options. One would be, let's say, like, do you want to listen to music on headphones, or do you want to listen, or do you want to play uh, a drum that's made out of a bucket outside? You know, and it's it's steering them towards that interest that they might it might just be like a one off statement they make. You know, it might just be like, "Oh, I was listening to uh, music this weekend with my parents in the car," and me being a musician, I'm like, "Oh, okay, let's let's go with this. Let's run with it." You know, like, and as soon as they they make their choice, they say, "Oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go make a band. I'm going to," you know what I mean? And it's funny because. They don't realize that I've already kind of designed it in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. It's you. You provide two options, and whichever one they pick is kind of their own decision, right? Yeah. It's funny. My mom did the exact same thing to me as a kid. Yeah. When I was getting dressed, she'd offer me two outfits and say, "Which one do you want?" Okay. 
So me, I'm thinking I get the choice. Yeah. Like, it, it, like as on the other side of that, like as the teacher or the parent, you still have ultimate control. So your yeah. kid's not walk like running around in a unicorn outfit going to church yeah, or something thing, right? along those lines. But at, as a kid, you're learning. Oh, I have a say, you do, and sure. because I'm be, because I am the one making that choice, the choice isn't forced upon me. I'm yeah. taking some sort of ownership from it. No, for sure. And like you're allowing them to make like. The word isn't like safe choices, but if you were to do it with like a health aspect, you know, you're allowing the freedom of choice, but also in like a very controlled setting within your environment, you know, because mm. if you ultimately like you're, it's your classroom, you want to have some manner of control over it in the end. Um, but it's just allowing them to have those like safe choices and making sure like I want them to have fun. At the end of the day, yeah. like if they're having fun, they're going to learn something. And if right. you make it just drab and boring, it's not, they might not listen to you very well. And like you might, they're going to tune you out pretty quick. Sure. You know, it's yeah. not going to be very enjoyable for anybody involved. Yeah. Man, that Starbucks is starting to pop off. Yeah, there's I, uh... been at least four other people. So, you know, it's getting oh, okay. pretty crazy out here on Main Street. Okay. The morning. <laughs> The morning grind's coming through. All right. Um, yeah. No, I um, I think this is kind of a fascinating conversation. Sure. Um, just It's a big one. Seeing, <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah, it's huge. And we limited ourselves to a half hour yeah, here sure. because I, I got work. You yeah, I got, got, I got homework all day. But, like I'm, I'm on reading, yeah. but I'm deep in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So clearly we're going to have to get back on the podcast no, sure. again Absolutely. because we've barely scratched the surface on for half sure. this stuff or even on you. For sure. But – yeah, just um, I've always been a big proponent for the power of choice, and for sure. like especially for something like depression, anxiety, yeah. that kind of thing, it can feel like you don't have a choice, yeah. or you're not taking control of the choices that you do have, right. and it can feel like things like depression are kind of forced on you, where yeah. there's like th there are some sort of lifestyle options that you can choose to help lessen those feelings right. and to start to change that cycle slowly but surely yeah. um and to be able to teach that to kids like that they not even that just the power of choice oh, and sure. like bring it back to the basic of the basic yeah. that's huge and that's the thing it's kind of you're, you're teaching them these aspects to life and the thing is too like i might teach that but i might not always follow that myself you know like <laughs> but it's it's recognizing that moment right in your life when you're like mm -hmm. I need to change something because this isn't working or mm -hmm. like this is making me feel this way. And it's like listening. I, I always try and follow the advice, uh, race your own race, you know, like mm -hmm. you can, you can help other people within your race. But like, if you, if you are worried about all the people around you doing what you're, what they're doing, then you're not going to make yourself happy at the end of the day. Like, you need to do it's it's so corny and sounds like a mug that you would see, but like just do what makes you happy and yeah. it'll be fine. Like it's not uh I remember once someone I think I was in grade eight or something, and I was saying how one student had something that I didn't have, but I didn't even know who they were. And the teacher told me and they were like, Who is that person? I said, I don't know. And they, and then I kinda thought I was like I'm so concerned about what they're doing 
that I wasn't even focused on what I was doing kind of thing kind of, kind of stuck with mm-hmm. me, you know, it kind of made me realize like, why am I so fixated on what they have or like, I don't know anything about their journey, their life, any life experiences or anything. And I'm kind of those pre-assumed judgments, right? And it's mm-hmm. trying to cut, trying to limit those and listen to what you want to do, you know? Yeah. It sounds, you yeah. know, it sounds selfish and it sounds very like egocentric and all this stuff, but you know, I, yeah, I, I hear yeah. that, but, but, but I think it just brings it back to the failure discussion where like we learn through failure yeah, and for sure. especially at like the, the school level, oh, like yeah. failing is looked at as the worst thing ever. Yeah. So we'll make, we'll make choices to like make it so we don't have to fail. Yeah. And it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror. I think. And yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I've seen a lot of, um, there's a very big aversion to failure kind of mm-hmm. in education currently, like university college is totally different. You can fail. No problem. And that's, you see that percentage of people that drop out after first semester or get, you know, mm-hmm. and it happened to me my first time, like I didn't pass an English course by 3% and I couldn't come back. So I had to yeah. wait a year, come back, but it taught me a lesson, right? Cause I hadn't failed until that point. Yeah. you know and it was it was three percent it was a spelling mistake on an essay but it costs you you know you have to put it to yeah. work um but at the end of the day like you see kids that are struggling so hard in school and they need extra help they need extra time in the level that they're at they need to work on all these things but they keep getting pushed along because of mm-hmm. numbers they need to have a certain amount of kids passing a year to advance their whatever you know so it's kind of like who is it benefiting and why are we allowing these kids who need help to fall through the cracks you know and it just it doesn't get better just by pushing them along it makes it it compounds the problem right like at the end of the day who is it about your numbers or the kids yeah and that's what you gotta ask you know what i mean like that that's where i think there's a big there needs to be a shift towards yeah. a more I wouldn't say the word is like a human approach but it's a more like it shouldn't be about numbers you know no. test yeah test scores indicate a certain thing and you know it it's it's a marker of your knowledge of a subject or you know but at the end of the day like pass or fail you know it's yeah. kind of that's kind of the end of it yeah it's like looking back on, I'll say even high school, like 10 years later, it's like, what really mattered about high school? Was <laughs> it <diet>. me learning <laughs> Pythagorean theorem or whatever? I, yeah. Or was it me like learning how to socialize me learning what I'm, yeah. what I, what I like, what I don't like, like, I think, you know, I think, though, yeah. yeah, I think, I think back about that actually like quite a bit recently because you think you go to high school, you take all these courses and like. I took a bunch of music courses because originally I wanted to go to Canterbury for drums. But then I kind of mm. thought if I do it every day, I'm going to hate it. Like if I have to do it yeah. every day, but I ended up doing it all day anyways. You know, mm. I did it like a band in the morning. I did music class morning, afternoon, and then I did jazz band at night. So I was already doing it all day anyways, but I, it was that allowing myself to control it was a bit nicer. But yeah. Had I not done that, 
I probably wouldn't have done half the stuff I have done so far anyways. Yeah. You know, it taught me how to socialize within a group. It taught me how to uh, music, obviously, that's the biggest. Mm-hmm. But that led me to making bands in college and university, you know, like to this yeah. day, you know, I'm still doing that yeah. in a different medium. But it's, it. but did I remember the Pythagorean theorem? Couldn't tell you what that is. No, couldn't. I've never yeah. used it. You know, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, why are we teaching these outdated models? For some people, they use that probably every day. And good for yeah, them. No, you know, for sure. pow- more power yeah. to them. And that's but... the thing. It should be like, you know, a very like interest-based curriculum where it's like, yeah, this this uh, person wants to study woodshop. Okay, so let's teach them things that are relevant to that. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. the math that's relevant. Taxes. I'm 20 years old. I, I, yeah. Did I do my taxes right? I think so. You know what I mean? Like I want to like, I want to include more life skills in there. I think that would be a good Absolutely. step forward, you know? Yeah. Like teach me what the hell an RRSP is when I'm younger so I can think about retirement. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, we are out of our 30 yeah, minute sure. mark. So I'll ask you the question that I ask every single person on the show. All right. What is one tip you have for a happy and healthy life? One tip or sorry, sorry, a satisfying. satisfying. Okay. Life. Um, it's it's gonna sound really really like cheesy, but just like enjoy little things. You know, mm-hmm. I I spend a lot of time thinking about the bigger picture myself, and I can get kind of weighed down with, oh, I I'm still in school, I'm working, I'm doing this and this and this and this and this, and then I'm not really appreciating those little little moments. You know that you kind of take for granted. You know, it could be as simple as like. Um, for me the other day I was playing guitar for like literally five minutes and I was like oh this is really really nice and after that I felt really like calm you know but it's just kind of yeah. appreciating those little things yeah. I think you know and like well, yeah. and to take that like one step further is like yeah. doing one thing at one time not trying to like you know watch tv be on your phone have a conversation like just do one yeah. small thing there's, and like focus yeah. on that one thing. There's my other half tip. Put your phone down. I mean, I'm yeah. terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible for it. I'm, you know, they say like, don't look at it before bed. I'm trying to get so much better at not doing that. It's so much harder with like hockey back on. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch mm-hmm. this, but it's 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's interesting how much better you'll feel as soon as you put it down. You're not inundated with all this media, this news and, constant information because that skews ultimately how you look at the world right you might think it's a certain way just everything on the internet is tailored towards things you like and dislike so it's it's going to act accordingly right yep and life is a learning process and these are the things that we learn along the way yeah it is so where can people find you online um i don't you know what i don't even know my social media handles I have these. That's the thing. I don't even know them. I don't really. Let's see. Yeah. What's your what's what's your band camp? Like reset. Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I'll look up your IG handle yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's just it's just say, Devin Nick. It's just Devin it's Nickel. Super basic. Yeah. Yeah. I I can All never right. have like a an alter ego. You know what I mean? Like a. I'm not gonna be yeah. like <laughs> the Dark Knight Seven. You know. <laughs> Racing fan 69. Big racing fan. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No, for sure. I Thanks really for appreciate this. We'll for sure have to get this going again yeah, whenever we find sure. a spare minute to connect. Absolutely. Sounds great, man. Thank you so much. Right. Hey, not a problem. All right.